Hey guys, welcome back to Fun Sons in the Slam Dungeon. Today we have two very special guests joining us. We have Jack and Matt from the Almighty Cradium. Uh, just want to give you guys a quick heads up. Um, I accidentally recorded this podcast at a very high recording volume, and I didn't realize it until I went back and edited the whole episode. So we tried our best to edit it to where it doesn't sound as bad. I guess I was just a little too excited to interview one of my all-time favorite slam bands, and I didn't realize it, so we do apologize. We tried our best to edit it, so we do apologize if there are some audio hiccups here and there. Uh, we'll definitely try better next time. So definitely want to dedicate this episode to a couple people, mostly Martin. Buddy, we miss you. You're gone, but you're never forgotten. Your legacy will live on in Cranium's music. Uh, rest in power, man. We miss you. And also want to dedicate this episode to my co-host, Cage. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to be a part of this episode because at the time of the recording, he was down on vacation in Mexico. So um, he will be in the next episode, but let's get on with it. This episode is very highly anticipated. So without further ado, here's Cranium. It's fun sons in the slam dungeon. Um, today I got some very, very special guests. We got Matts and uh, Jack from Cranium here. Guys, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. What's up? Thanks for having us, man. Hell yeah. So, tell me, this tour package. Yeah. Like, this is a fucking stacked tour package. Like, holy shit, how'd you guys get on it? Well, our boy Rob from Cognitive just... Wrote us up on a messenger and asking if we wanted to do a tour and we like sure hit us up you know and then at the end begging we didn't really know what bands were on it mm -hmm. and he said I'll get some good bands and we'll get this rolling you know and then turns out he's booking like two of our fun go guess man. Waking yeah, the waking the cadavers, so it was a no-brainer, you know, we were, like, right there. <laughs> and Waking the Cadavers is back. Like, yeah. It was so sad when they called it quits, and, like, you know, when I heard that, um, they were coming back together, I was like, holy shit, this is, this is awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it was a PR stunt, though, just to get the crowd anticipated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, now it's all, yeah, yeah, okay, you know. Um, so then, um... What kind of challenges did you guys have to overcome in order to come out here? Pretty much anything you can think of. Yeah. yeah. First of all, we had the visas that mm -hmm. we needed to, to get. First, that like you need special art artist visas mm -hmm. when you visit the States. Um, and there are so many fucking things that you have to like answer, question. Yeah, question so many pitfalls yeah. and you get one of them wrong, you know. You're and not approved. Done. So we had to hire lawyers and everything to, Holy shit, to yeah. simply like take care of all the shit that we did not understand anything. Wow. So yeah. the only thing we really did uh, at the end was to apply for a visa interview. Mm -hmm. And there's different sorts of documents you need to uh, to sign first. Yeah, and shit then loads. Shit loads, yeah. Oh, man. And then off to the embassy, <sighs> like in our respective countries. and. Mm -hmm. From there on out, fingers crossed, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that dates are approved, but yeah, no, we're here, so. Because this is like the first time we're trying to get into the States, you know, yeah. so our hopes wasn't really up this time, so we're like, yeah, it's touch and go now, you know, and if if we can't make it this, this time, we're like, 
we're pretty much gonna give up trying to get into the states. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's it's tough anymore. You know, yeah. it, is, it is. Does Trump do this? Not making his <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Trump. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. And then, um, you guys, um, you guys are basically with this tour package. You're heading into Las Vegas Staff Fest. Is that correct? Yeah, in two fucking days. Yep, man. It's gonna be the vacation. Yeah. yeah um, tour. So with with that one, um, who are you guys uh, most excited to see? I would say kill everything for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have I have a couple. Like I'm I'm obviously I'm stoked to to meet the pathology guys again. Oh, hell yeah. We toured, yeah, we toured with them on the European yeah. tour mm-hmm. and it was like we just hit it off so, so Hell yeah, hell yeah. So see those guys again is gonna be amazing and then the this black and death stuff, vitriol. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm kinda I kinda Cereal, cerebral engorgement as well. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um so, Matt, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, does your gear, um, like when you're in the studio recording an album, yeah. um, does it change from uh, when you're in the studio to when you're on the road? Does yeah. it change at all? Does it? It's like uh, basically when you're on tour, I basically just use the gear that's provided to us, you know, because it's too much. Too much to all around, yeah. All around. Uh, but. I know about a bit about sound and uh, stuff like this, so I tend to like know how to tweak it to make it sound similar, you know. Mm-hmm. And we we kind of have our our way of writing and sounding anyway, so it will still be the same feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. CD compared to live, I guess. This time. More intense live though, yeah. of course. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's more about. Uh, how you write the music and how it sounds. Okay. Okay. And what about you with uh, your vocal gear? Um, well, I actually had to buy new gear when I got here because my uh, my old um, wireless setup just fucked up one night. Oh shit! And it did not want to get the audio anywhere. Yeah. So I'm doing a Sennheiser now, also a wireless system. Uh, I can't even really remember what microphone it is though, but. Um... That oh, you know, that it works. Bit. Yeah, it really works. Like, I'm <laughs> super happy about it. It's so easy to set up. So, <clears throat> like, of course, it's different from in the studio. Studio used the SM7B, I think it's called. Sure. Oh, yeah. That legendary one that pretty much everybody uses. Right, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and when we play live, we all try to have, like, wireless equipment. So it's, mm-hmm. like, less cables to keep over, you know. Mm-hmm. We have like unlimited movement and stuff like that. Oh yeah, you're not having to worry about you know yeah. stepping on someone's cable and yeah, like exactly. there goes their fucking guitar. You can't yes. hear the guitar like exactly. Fuck exactly. That, you know. Well, this time we have a legendary amp on tour too. Yeah, we have a legendary amp. Yeah, it's right. legend says it that it's been used on the five first Tarantino's uh, albums. Oh, yeah. I, I have not yet to have it confirmed, but as it. All right, so I have a really tough question for both of you guys. <coughs> you can think about this, but sure. what would you guys have to say is the slam out? Like, whenever you think they decapitated by development. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> At least for me, that's what started the whole cranium thing, so. Okay, so yeah, development inspired cranium. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm. Pretty much. Waking the Cadaver and also Cephalotrichy as well, yeah. but oh, I yeah. would say the one album I could not live without when it comes to Slam for inspirational and just for the pure rawness and the way it should sound is the most thing. Mm-hmm. Decapitated. 
And what about you? you? Well, you pretty much nail all of them, but also the first abominable putrid yeah. yeah. Hell yeah! That, that Fuck one, yeah! Damn Russians! Yeah, 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 yeah. Russian machine. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, but also yeah, development has been big influence. Yeah. Might be actually say, but that's the truth for us. So then, since we're talking about influences, who would you say you take your um, vocal style when it comes to influences? Like, who would you say you your vocal style is influenced from? Martin. Martin? Yeah. Um, I will say this right now. When I heard the new album, mm-hmm. um, it sounded like Martin. Like, I was just like... That's good, though. Whoa. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, since we're on the subject of uh, the last <clears throat> album you guys came out with, um, tell me uh, the recording process. That was a challenge. exciting. <laughs> We had like fucking equipment breaking down on us. Really? Yeah. And some software that would never seem to work. We could not find the bug or whatever it was. No, no, really. It's still a mystery. Yeah. So we were like way behind schedule and stuff like that. And to be honest, when I went in the studio, I was not happy with any of the material you wrote. But I was like, okay, this is what you got, you know. I worked hard, hard on it. That was probably the hardest. I'll do what right since I always write with my brother, you know. But that's might why it was so hard to for me to be happy with it because I did not have my brother to mm. argue over, you know. Right, yeah. The way we would make songs is that we show each other the riff, then we have a fight till almost one of us <laughs> killed each other and then wait two days and then we're like, Yeah, it's kinda cool, you know. But now I did not have anyone to fight with, so it was like is this really good enough, you know? <laughs> right. But um, listening to the whole thing when it was done, I was like, yeah, it's all about right. You know? Yeah. It was a tough album to write on. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. So the yeah. process was hard, too. Yeah. Because it... we had to, like, record <coughs> Back and forth. things, you know. Oh, really? Jason flew up to uh, to Matt's and they recorded guitars. Mika, he recorded the bass in Finland. And we yeah, recorded f- vocals at my brother's place. Really? Yes. Yeah, so just kind of back and forth until we're done. Yeah. <clears throat> so then, um, I I obviously know that you are also in uh, septic congestion. Yeah. So then, how were you approached by the rest of Cranium? Like, how how did you become their vocalist? Well, how I remember it is that when the news broke that Marty passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to the guys in Septic Congestion and said, first of all, we need to make a tribute. Mm-hmm. Because this, like, Marty has been my vocal inspiration since, I don't know, since the, since the demo. Really. I think it really cut through for me when, when 10 acts came out. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, this is, this is this fucking is huge. nasty to hear. Yeah, awesome. exactly. And uh, we recorded the uh, Slam Cranial Remains cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and threw that up on Slam Worldwide. We did a couple of live... Um, live appearances with the song as well in, or all around Denmark um, and then I think you wrote on Facebook that show us your Cranium covers or yeah. anything like that and I already talked to Matt's like a time but I've been buying merch from Matt's yeah. since ever he started selling it <laughs> yeah he basically yeah. bought all my Cranium collections so <laughs> yeah, exactly. and we've been friends for like fucking I don't know how long I 10 years or yeah. something never met know. just live like yeah. online you know Exactly. And to me, it was just like an no-brainer. Like yeah. he has to be the next successor mm-hmm. after my brother. He needs to carry on his legacy. And at that time, I did not know that even that his biggest inspiration was my brother. You know, yeah. so 
are pretty much we're like yeah this right choice I think I didn't really I, I don't really think we even put out an ad saying that we needed a new no, it was it was not yeah. really you. you, you I approached you first, and the then thing, the only thing you really did was you said like, "Show me the Cranium covers you guys yeah. got." You know, you just wanted to see what was out there, and yeah. I just sent that one. And from there on out, it was just like one day you you texted me and said, "Hey, we got these was it three shows or something in Switzerland." Yeah, if you I would be try down, out. Yeah, if I want to fly down and and do them, and I said to Matt, "Well, <clears throat> for how long do I got to get set this one?" So I got two months. I said, I'll, be, I'll get back to you after one month because I didn't want to fly down there and not being able to do it 100%. Mm-hmm. So when one month passed, I was like, I called him and said, Matt, I, I, I honestly can't do this wholeheartedly because I'm not well enough prepared. Two months was not enough to, to get the set list down to point. And luckily, Andy could take over. Yeah, we had like, uh, we had like, on these visuals, we had like three different people just coming out and like paying their respects, you know. <clears throat> so it's kind of tributes as well mm-hmm. but then we came back from these shows and then he said ah guys i think i'm ready for this you know mm-hmm. um so then um obviously you've been to the states before matt's correct yeah and this is ago. your first time in the states right <laughs> how you liking it over here buddy love it love it Fucking love it man. oh yeah i mean i work in in denmark i work at the american embassy Okay. Uh, so, um, Bouncer. so yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but okay. I um, so obviously I'm I'm surrounded by Americans all okay. the time. <laughs> so when words broken there that we're going here, um, they all literally just told me just fucking wait until you come to yeah this city that city. All right. Yeah. Like, what you're gonna see is gonna be so amazing. And I was hyped mm-hmm. from from way before the like we even had the visas mm-hmm. and when i got here the only thing i can say is that until now it fully lives up to all the hype all the hype high. fucking people are amazing you know they come out on fucking normal weeknights for yeah. the fucking show kick fucking ass you know hell yeah and then like holy shit man you guys need to get up you need to go to work or school or whatever man <laughs> some people have been driven we had, like, one guy was driven by his dad yeah to for four hours four hours just to see the show Go to school next day. Some crazy fucks even drove like eight hours. Eight hours, think. man. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, because, is... yeah, this, this kind of dedication is like, I've seen it in, in Europe, but never in the States no, before. It's so it's fucking insane. overwhelming. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, so then, you know, obviously you got some tours under your belts, correct? Yeah. Um, A couple. <laughs> what would you have to say are some, are some funny shit that happened on tour? It could even be this tour, it could be some European tour. From uh, like... Okay, I think one story that sticks out is the Obi story. That's what Obi fled from uh, pathology mm. over oh. in Europe. <laughs> uh, we, were, we learned the hard way yeah. that he he is not to get anything else than yeah. beer. Yeah. Hard don't, liquor for him? Don't give the guy No whiskey. fucking way. No whiskey. I'll let Jack here tell you the story since he, he's... Almost had to like punch him out to just to get him to <laughs> snap Obi, out. Yeah. Obi okay. is the best fucking yeah. guy in the world. There's no doubt matches. about it. But he was like, he was hyped when we got there. He was hyped about the tour, and we all got shit faced drunk the first night. Mm-hmm. We had too much whiskey, and it started on the whole. He's just sitting there, you know, with his mean look on his face, like just punch me, 
punch me, you know, that whole, like, like some drunk people, they, they do that. They just, right, yeah. And they just go all out. Obi did that, you know, and it, it, it ended up with him just wanting to fight the whole bus, really, you know? <laughs> people were like, nah, fuck it, man. I'll go to bed. We'll go to bed, you know, man. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but then he started messing with drivers. And yeah, he said he's going to beat up the drivers. Yeah. And then we had to stop it. And Next- then. Next morning when yeah. he saw Obi, Obi knew exactly what he did yeah. and he was like so embarrassed. But like that just added to the fucking story, man. He's man, he's just a, a big bear, man. He's just a happy guy, <laughs> man. But don't give him too much whiskey though. Yeah. Alright, I'll I'll remember that next time I come. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> He'll probably hear that story for the rest of his life now. Yeah, he will. Just like ne- next time you see him, just like remind him, hey, remember that one time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm probably gonna do that, you know. <laughs> and he's just gonna turn all the way and say like, hey, that's just just don't 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 even go there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um so, so then um which which stop on this tour would you have to say has been the best so far? <clears throat> Fuck, that's hard. Yeah, no, because I think all shows have had one kind of one thing here and that kind of sticks out. But I think the show in Detroit was the one that was the hardest one. Mm-hmm. We had like people. One guy broke his nose, and oh, another shit. one two busted his or something, yeah, and they got thrown out. They had to wipe out the blood on the floor and stuff during the yeah. after our set I think after our set yeah <clears throat> oh shit yeah. and uh, was it was it Monday yesterday <laughs> is, it... is it Tuesday today uh Wednesday <laughs> Wednesday <laughs> today okay where did you play on Monday <laughs> hold on hold on um <clears throat> was it Chicago uh St. Louis? St. Louis yeah oh that's true uh, and oh, that was kind of surprising because uh, our bass player is playing they played there many times before and he said like this show is gonna suck you know never in the audience or anything yeah. here and we proved him wrong you know yeah, it was yeah, a fucking great turnout good pits good yeah. nerd sales and everyone's just having a fucking good time yeah. you know oh yeah so so tans, so long it's been surprisingly cool oh yeah um so then Matt's out of all of the the cranium albums that you've recorded, yeah. Um, what would you have to say is like the essential album? Like, if you could only listen to one cranium album, this is it. Uh, I would say it's kind of hard because <clears throat> if it comes to songwriting, I would say uh, the songs on Postmodel post-model choral fixation is the songs that I'm the most happy with mm-hmm. like the songwriting process and everything mm-hmm. uh, so for the songwriting it's this album and sound wise I must go with the new album okay. I just think we need the whole way I wanted to make it sound yeah with the new album <clears throat> I noticed you guys kind of you know you brought the the post-model uh, asphyxiation into it yeah. And while also blending the sound with like your older stuff too, it just kind of it sounded. I I don't know if this is gonna make sense, but it sounded like well produced and just like raw. Yeah, we yeah, for that. The right word. We it's tried really to like we tried to find exactly like the good balance between the raw and well produced, yeah. mm-hmm. not too polished, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, it needs um, to be dirty. It needs yeah. to be nasty. So. Oh yeah. And I've gotten so many people asking me, like, how do you get that guitar sound? And I say, seriously, like, shh, 
That's our secret, you know. <laughs> I'm not the chef. I'm not the chef. Yeah. I never really admire recipes. No. And I'm like, damn. That's secret ingredient. <laughs> damn. Just, it, it's a secret. It's just a family recipe. Yeah. Pretty much. So then, um, let's go way back, Matts. Like, yeah. way, 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 way back. Yeah. Um, what? Like, of course, you know, you said before... No, you're good, man. Um, you said before that uh, devourment was one of the biggest influences to uh, start cranium. Indeed. Um, tell me how, like, how you guys got cranium together. Like, <sighs> did you guys put an ad in the paper asking for members? Or? Well, we kind of did both because uh, we had, like, this other type of hardcore stuff going on that didn't really get anywhere, you know? We had, like, it was me and my bro and a drummer. Uh, and just like we was got five guys in band, but the two others they're like they wanted to like just keep it like a side hobby, you know, not mm. something that they would like. Not something they yeah. wanted like do like, yeah. get more into, you know. So we just like we had a lot of arguments and decided to just like take a break, you know, about the whole band thing, and then maybe after six months, this dude says like. Ah, uh, shouldn't we try to write some, like, some harder stuff, you know, maybe some death metal and shit like that? I mean, like, for for my for myself, I don't think I had the skills for guitar, you know? Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, okay, well, let's, let's try. And then we had a couple of members trying out, but didn't really work. And then uh, I just put up an ad saying we need some guitarist or mm -hmm. some bass player. And then we found the guitar player, Vida, at that time. And he joined the band, and he <clears throat> he were kind of getting into the same bands as us, as us, you know, like the more like brutal death metal bands, as like Devourment and Abominable Trinity and all this. And we were like, ah, oh, maybe we should try to get some inspiration from there, you know. And the drummer he was like really into time feeders and all this stuff, you know. So he would bring like the grooves. And so we just started jamming, you know. First we didn't really, I kind of felt like it was just. Uh, going around around blind and not really figure out what we should write and stuff like this. Uh, and to me, I don't really think that we catched our style until we wrote uh, Double Barrel Penetration. That okay. was like the first real slam song for me. Mm -hmm. And then we just started doing shows and shit like that, you know, we sounded heavy and stuff, but we didn't have a bass player. Mm -hmm. So at some shows we were like... Okay, we're trying to look for a bass player now, and we haven't found anything. So, just for fun, we said like, "Okay, guys, if someone plays bass here, I want to join the band." Okay, just let us know after the show. These dudes say, "Yeah, I play bass," you know, and then basically we had a bassist. So from there, it was just trying to get a name out there and starting playing in Sweden and stuff like this. And I think a lot of people. Open their eyes for us because slam didn't really exist back in Scandinavia at that time. Still does. So we can yeah. kind of like we could kind of like ride on that the whole thing that we're from the land of black metal, but we play slam, you know. And mm. that you, you kind of have to stick out. Mm. And, yeah. Uh, and some people hated it, other people loved it, you know. But here we are today, so mm -hmm. things was yeah. yeah. Um. So then, uh, do you guys collect CDs or vinyl at all? CDs. CDs? No, I, I sold all mine because I, uh, I don't have space. Okay. So then, um, do you guys remember the first album you ever bought on CD? What was it? Uh, 
uh, for me it was Pennywise. Uh, ah, Pennywise, Pennywise, I think. Okay. And I didn't really buy it. I snatched it from uh, some CD store. Oh shit! But that was like <laughs> what got me into the whole punk and hardcore stuff, and then it just evolves from there. Yeah. First CD I ever bought myself was uh, from a local Danish band called Dismiss Lissy. Okay. Had this new rock and roll sound to it. My mom, she started me out with the whole ACDC and Deep Purple. She listened to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was out with my grandma on my birthday. She wanted to give me a birthday present. And I was like, well, I've been listening to this band for a while. Went to the CD <laughs> shop. We picked it up. So I spun that for I don't know how fucking long until that one broke. <laughs> <laughs> and then that started it, basically. Okay. So then, uh, what was the first death metal band you guys ever remember listening to? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't mean to put you guys on the spot. Oh, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Makes me remember my childhood. <laughs> um, it has either been some of the early Cannibal Corpse. Hell yeah. Uh, or maybe even some early Dying Fetus. I think I remember someone showing me Kill Your Mother, Rape Your Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, the music video. Here comes Toby. What's going on? How you doing, Toby? Oh. Yeah, we're doing it too. Uh, I think for me it was Sepultura, if that counts. Like, Sepultura? Okay, uh, okay. It was like uh, their rice tape. Okay. And I think our neighbor showed it to us, and we're like, "Fuck, this is some heavy bullshit," you know? Hell yeah. And it just evolved from there. So then, um, what was the first concert you you guys ever been to? Uh, I think it was, for me, it was right after Machined released the Burn My Eyes album. Okay. And I really dig it, you know, and we finally, I was finally allowed by my parents to go out to a concert. Mm-hmm. So, me and my bro went there and got hooked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First concert I went to, I was out skating with my little brother, and we heard something familiar, not that far away from from the, the park we were skating in. Uh, you could hear, like I think it was Hammerfall playing some something like called, I think it was called Giants of Rock mm-hmm. in Denmark. So we snuck through the whole, um, there's a like the, kind of a forest really, mm-hmm. and then we had security like on our tails, and we just ran into the crowd, you know, and tried to find two long-haired dudes in a crowd of fucking metal fans, you know, so they didn't even bother, like, run after us, and then, right, yeah, Hammerfall, they stopped playing, and there were Slayer, so, nah, uh, shit. Then so we, saw, saw, we saw Slayer, first concert first ever, first concert, Snuggin, wow, yeah, that's awesome, that was crazy, um, so then, um, since we're on the, um, the whole concept of, uh, going to concerts, what would you have to say... <laughs> Um, was the most memorable concert that you played, or even seen? Played or seen? Yeah. It could be either or, or it could be both. Shit. Or a show I did with Cranium would be the most memorable, because I know, remember I sat there two or three hours before the show, almost pissing my pants, you know, because mm-hmm. here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm about to do this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was memorable. I think for me it was like back in 2007 or 2008 when I saw Suffocation. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, I was with my buddy Andy, who used to sing for Vomitus, and now he sings for like Devourity and Born. Oh, shit, okay. And we were standing there and we were almost crying because it was a big thing. 
Hell yeah. Um, um, guys crying because the Steris just hit us right there. You know, you know I'm probably... <laughs> I'm going to put this out there right now. I might cry tonight. Because, uh, like... I'll give you a hug after this. Show. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, you know... Um, Cranium and uh, Waking the Cadaver are, are kind of what um, started me out on the whole slam thing. Yeah. It's like... Um, and Abominable Putridity, too. Um, okay. I remember... Um, you know, I... When I was when I was younger, I'd go through like YouTube and like just you know look up metal and shit, you know, and I'd just listen to it there. And, um, and then I remember seeing like a bombo putridity and like the cover art was just crazy as fuck. It was um, uh, not their first album I came out with. It was uh, shit. What was that called? Anomalies of Artificial Origin. Oh, yeah. So I listened to that and I was like, holy fuck. And then like right in the suggested was you guys. And it was uh, double barrel penetration, and I was like, "Yo!" And then eventually it got onto like waking the cadaver and shit. So, but yeah, I I might cry tonight. So. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> We're all long big happy family. So hell yeah, that's that's what metal's all about, man. Oh, yeah. No. Um. So then, um, after this tour, um, what do you guys plan on doing? Is there another tour in the books? Or what? Couple of small ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couple of small ones like just around Europe. Okay. And also in July I'm going over to meet Jason and we're gonna start writing some new new songs. Oh shit. Just to start something, keep it going, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like we have some split in the works. Uh oh, shit. a Canadian band called uh excessive dissipation or something oh like shit that. okay I've, I've heard of them yeah so there's no rush or anything but we signed a contract with the CDN network no C- CDN CDN records yeah CDN records okay okay uh, so he just basically said take your time but we're gonna start writing there I, I think it might be like four or five songs each for these splits okay uh, and hopefully get it out there within a year or maybe next year okay right on right on uh, and besides that, we next year it's it's either going back here to play another uh, tour in Asia mm-hmm. or do a South American tour. Uh, it's not certain yet because we can't really commit to more than one big tour mm-hmm. every year because we have normal life. As well. Right? Yeah, you got you guys work and you know do yeah. all that shit. So yeah, that's it. Brutal Soul Festival. Yeah, Brutal Soul. Yeah, I forgot. That's. That's got a couple cool. shows lined up before that too. Mm. It's gonna be a little tour. We're gonna s- end up at Brooklyn Soul. Okay. Stay there for the festival. Right on. Right on. Mm. Um. So then, um, with all the bands you toured with, what was one that like you know, as soon as you guys got word that like you're touring with this band, and you like shit yourselves. Like, was there any bands like that? Pyrexia. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> it was. And this too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, if if I was you, Matt, I'd, if I heard that I was touring America with Waking the Cadaver, well, I almost eat my pants. So yeah. <laughs> yeah um, and Gorgasm as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then is uh, so you're you're going down to uh, Vegas with Waking the Cadaver, and then basically you're heading back up um, yeah. a with different Gorgasm. route with Gorgasm, yeah. and then mm-hmm. they're playing Las Vegas, right? I think Waking? Gorgasm. Uh, Gorgasm. Gorgasm is playing. And Waking as well. Yeah, okay. they're both playing. Okay. So one band stops and one band starts mm-hmm. tour there with us. And that's a good thing because we said 
basically that if we are going to come over to the States, we need at least three weeks of shows. Yeah. Mm. Other than that, it's not uh, it sustainable and profitable. Mm. Yeah. So then, um, I remember um, when you were last in the, the States, mm. um, you came here to Colorado <coughs> and played uh, Foothills Gut Fest with Cranium. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, do you remember the lineup for that at all? Because I, I don't remember at the time. It's a blur. It was a blur? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were there so any... many years ago, it was like seven years ago. Yeah. But uh, I seem to remember that we, at that time, we also played with uh, James' band. But I can't remember if it was Nefrectomy or some other band he had at that time. Mm -hmm. That's the only band I remember. Okay. Um, so then, um, with, uh, Septic Congestion, mm. um, did you play any big festivals with them, or? Uh, not big. We, like, two weekends ago, we played Rock the Hell in Switzerland. Okay. Uh, that's a smaller fest, super, super mm. cool little fest. Mm. Uh, what kind of bands were on it? Uh, Internal Bleeding were headlining. Oh, shit. So that was fucking crazy. Hell yeah. Uh, we had Party Cannon, we had Lividity. Wasn't, uh, too. Crepitation on that, too? I think they were, yeah. Still both were there as well. Oh, been a, yeah. lot of, uh, a lot of bands on it, yeah. Yeah, I remember, um... And Souls of Fate. Mm. had Andy out there. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember, um... I think it was uh, either last year or the year before. Um... I think it was two years ago. I think. Yeah, it was. Uh, fucking Crepitation came all the way out here and did a tour with, um... Uh, parasitic ejaculation oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. um, party cannon. Yeah. That was a killer show. And this, you know, the, the, this promoter, uh, Swinging News Productions, um, they they try to get like at least one big slam show out here at the Roxy. And last year they got um, uh, Pathology out here, oh, and, yeah. uh, Parasitic again, <clears throat> and then the year before that was Crepitation and Parasitic. That was the legacy of the ancient tour, was it? Pathology. Uh, I think it was in support of uh, their newly released self-titled album. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, what band was that? Um, I think it was uh, Within Destruction. They were supposed to play it, um, but I guess they had to drop off. And uh, my buddies in Animus, I think, filled in for them. So I mean, it was it was an all-around you know solid show. But um, so then. Um, Another question with uh, septic congestion. Um, you only have one out now, correct? Yep. Is there any plans for a new one coming out soon? Yes. You do? Uh, <laughs> hopefully it will be done by the end of summer. Okay. Uh, we got material for, I think we got nine tracks down. Oh, shit. Okay. We want to make it at least a ten-track CD. Mm -hmm. That's at least what we're aiming for. Uh, it has been, like, an ongoing process because you want to make sure that, like, all the tracks hit hit hard. Don't oh, yeah. want any weak links on it at mm -hmm. all. So it has it has taken some time. Okay. Uh, it also took some time away from from doing shows in, in Denmark. But we started. We had a couple of a uh, couple of shows before we did Rock the Hell. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, hopefully it just continues. You know, okay. you need to be the right balance. Um. So, what inspired you to play guitar, Mats? Uh. I had like a friend in class who played guitar mm -hmm. and he would always bring his guitar at uh, the school when we had like music lessons and I was just like I need to do that too mm -hmm. and 
that's basically it. It was like a eureka moment, like, oh, fuck, guitar, you know? <laughs> this, this is my calling. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and then, at first, I could afford to buy a guitar, you know, because I didn't make any money. Mm. But then, uh, our neighbor, he was throwing away, like, conveniently enough, like, one guitar and one drum kit. So, my bro, he took the drum kit, I took the guitar, and he's... Do you remember? Star Gem. Hell yeah. Do you remember what kind of guitar <clears throat> that was? Yeah, it was like one of those strats, wannabe guitars. Oh, uh, really strat sounds. coffee. Yeah. yeah. And I fucking hated playing it, but it's like, this is what I had, you know? Mm -hmm. Just gotta go with it, yeah. you know? <laughs> so then, um, what was the first guitar you remember buying? Uh, that was a Jackson Dinky. Okay. Yeah. Do you still have that, or? Nah. No. I saw it because I didn't really like the Jacksons. Mm -hmm. um, See, um, my, so, my dad's uh, a, a pretty big Jackson guy too. He plays guitar. Mm -hmm. um, he's a big Jackson guy. He's a big uh, uh, Marshall Cabinet guy. You know, his he's got like a little jam room, you know, and like it's it's all Marshall and Jackson shit, you know. And, um, so since we're on the subject of gear again, uh, what kind of uh, amps do you guys use? Uh, for now, I use Ampeg. Okay. Uh, that I borrowed. That legend has it that it's John Gallagher's <laughs> former. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As we were talking about earlier. Uh, VH140C. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the right. And uh, we have uh, endorsed by Legere Guitars, so obviously we use Legere Guitars. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I just have like uh, Shure Wireless. Mm -hmm. A little noise gate, and that's it. Okay. Okay. Keep it simple. So um, let's uh, let's get away from music for a little bit. Um, what do you guys like to do on your free time? Uh, well, I'm a huge gamer nerd, so hell yeah, I'm a lot. <laughs> Xbox for me. Xbox. Okay. Yeah. What kind of games do you play? <sighs> Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Uh, I also play. Uh, Started playing uh, not the news but the next new Ghost Recon, the Wildlands okay. game. Fun, love it. Mm -hmm. uh, also, some small games like Trials, like the fucking mm. bikes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So fucking hard. Huh? And it's addicting. Yeah, it it's really is. Addictive, yeah. It's like, you know, you'll you'll fail and then you'll just yeah. shit. You'll fail 200 times and then you'll make it and the, the thing <laughs> oh is God, like fucking euphoric. <laughs> You're just like, oh, God damn yeah. it, I finally did yeah. it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then the next track is 10 times or so. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I, actually I actually broke two two controllers just playing that game. So <laughs> really? it's not really a good game for me to play because I really have like game rage, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Besides that, I... I fucking love playing airsoft, you know. Oh yeah. Been playing airsoft for like ten years. Okay. Uh, and basically music. Mm -hmm. That's the three thing that keeps me the most peace. I think. Mm -hmm. Tattoos, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's my addictions. What are your hobbies, Jack? Well, I game too. Mm -hmm. I have. Well, I'm PC gamer. Okay. So, but I play. The Borderlands franchise, I love that Hell one. Yeah. Are you excited for Borderlands 3? I am more than excited. Uh, Hell yeah. Same here. Like, I'm, I'm taking a week off of work just to sit down. Really? Shit. Yeah, really? Yeah. We're a couple of guys already. Kind of made a pact that we're going to do that. So, <laughs> that's going to happen. All right, we're going to take a week off for Borderlands 3. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I even told my boss, like, uh, I, I need a week off. No, are you going somewhere? Yeah, no, I'm just going to stay at home. 
just gonna this game's coming out. I'm just gonna game for a fucking week. That's oh, it. Yeah. Like, and you would be like, ah, oh, fucking grow up. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> That's his problem, man. Uh, other than gaming, uh, I play basketball. Okay. Not since I was uh, yeah, high. I don't know mm-hmm. when I started playing. Like I was six years old. Um, what sort of teams do you follow with oh, basketball? Man. Like I'm. Um, like old school wise if there's something I love it's always the Bulls mm-hmm. I always love the Bulls Michael Bulls. Jordan and the whole like 96, 97 mm-hmm. Bulls was amazing um, but now I've been following well you can't really not follow Golden State you mm-hmm. have to see what the fuck they're up to oh yeah and so far I've been pretty impressed with what fucking Raptors has uh, has offered so far mm-hmm. so um, so those are the two teams I follow right now but like when it comes to collecting and everything, I love the jerseys, but I get the old school stuff. Mm-hmm. My huge Rodman fan because he's just such a charismatic player. I was a charismatic player, mm-hmm. and a fucking fucking lunatic off the court too. My just fucking crazy. So I've been collecting his jerseys and obviously the older Michael Jordan jerseys and oh, Scottie right Pippen and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a little obsession. So then, um, what would you have to say is like um, the Grail? In your jersey collection like you if if some for some reason like you had to sell, sell all of your sports memorabilia you're keeping this one like no matter what um, it could even like have like a sentimental value to you or it would be my michael jordan homecoming jersey the, really yeah the, the home court the white one mm-hmm. the 45 mm-hmm. I'm not gonna part ways with that. Yeah, I love that. No way you can plus get it, that. One. Yeah, plus it matches my uh, Space Jam 11s. Yeah, oh, I'm right a huge on. sneakerhead also. I love fucking collecting Jordans. Oh yeah. So yeah. So then uh, let's go back to the airsoft thing. Um, are you in uh, any airsoft leagues or teams or anything like that? Yeah, we have like a little team. It's just like me and three other guys, mm-hmm. but. Uh, uh, basically, we just play when you have the time. Usually, mm-hmm. it ends up being me and my roomie playing because the other ones they're always too busy mm-hmm. but uh, we try to play like at least once every second week at least around the warmer seasons but on the summer but winter i never play too much yeah you don't want to be out in the cold yeah. and freezing your ass off <laughs> yeah well i don't know if you get, if you guys play outdoors or like yeah yeah actual... mostly play outdoors in the woods okay. we don't really have that many places to play like inside and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's basically in the woods because the woods like fucking everywhere in Norway, you know mm-hmm. now um what kind of uh, what kind of airsoft guns do you have? Like, uh, I think I have a bit of everything. I have like yeah. ten fucking rifles, and three fucking guns. Mm-hmm. I have like a whole room full of equipment. Mm-hmm. I use only half of it, you know. But it's kind of, I think it's my obsession with the uh, gear mm-hmm. because can't really get like it's uh, very hard to get like real guns, you know. And I'm oh, like, yeah. a huge gun freak, mm-hmm. so basically I would buy of like standard guns like just a normal package and then i will buy like different parts and just like make them look my own kind of style mm-hmm. i like the more like tactical looks of them you know oh yeah and i'm a huge ak fan right on right on <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then do you, do you ever find like any of the bbs like under your couch or anything like that all the fucking time <laughs> all the fucking time it's like yeah, it's like guitar picks. Yeah. They end up on the, in the weirdest places. Oh, yeah. And I have cats too as well, so they love to play with the fucking BBs, you mm-hmm. know. Killing them around and, yeah, they're everywhere. 
Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of getting about to the time where we should, uh, close this up. Um, if you guys could, um, say one thing to Martin right now, what would it be? I would say thanks for looking out for me because I know he's up there and, uh, I just feel like he's watching over me and that's, he's proud of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. That's the feeling I have. Oh, yeah. And that would be so like hell, you know. More or less the same. Tell him that I hope he's proud of what the, what's happening now. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure he would be proud. Hopefully. And I hope he's finally at peace with all the stuff that's struggled. Oh, yeah. That he has to struggle with in life, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Martin. Rest we miss rest you. Rest in peace, brother. All right, well, thank you guys so much for being a part of this. It was Absolutely. a big pleasure. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. But, uh. We're going to close this out, so sure. thanks again. You're welcome, man. That's all for today, folks. want to give a huge shout-out to Mats and Jack for taking their time to be a part of this episode. I had a blast chatting with them, hanging out with them, and they're awesome people. Real down-to-earth. I love those guys. Uh, hope they have a good rest of their tour, get home safe, and hopefully they'll be back soon. Uh, next episode, we're going to have Zach and Keith from Swinging Noose Productions. They're a promoter that is responsible for a lot of good shows that come through here in Colorado. Thank you guys so much for the support. really means a lot to us, and we'll see you next time.